Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. The Oakland Estuary is an 800-foot-wide channel of water separating Oakland and Alameda. It's just this kind of very placid, calm channel that sort of, you know, is really conducive for people to to get out and enjoy the water because you're not exposed to the wind and and the environment of the bay. Also, it's kind of its own microclimate, so you stay out of the fog, and and that's, that's sort of the appeal for a lot of people. A wide range of people come here. Yacht owners, recreational boaters, kids in youth sailing clubs. There are also people who live on the water, including one such community known as Anchor Outs. Anchor Outs is kind of this catch-all term for people living rent-free in um, public waterways around the bay. And they just are literally anchored out in the estuary. And they often live in old or failing boats. You know, it's sort of been this fixture in the region for a long time. Now, these anchor outs, along with the larger boating community, have a problem on their hands. A crime spree that essentially looks like the catalytic converter thefts of the sea. And while there have always been tensions between anchor outs and the boating community, this situation has only made it worse. You know, the boating community sees these people as a potential threat, and that ended up manifesting kind of in this really high-intensity six-week span. Today, we talk with the Mercury News' Will McCarthy about the crime spree in the Oakland estuary. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be 
a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. What exactly has been happening in the estuary in the last couple months or so? It's a really pretty dramatic situation. I think I described it in the print story as a, you know, a, a drama more suited for the, the high seas than just this little waterway between Oakland and Alameda. Essentially, there has been this rash of thefts. Some unidentified people were often coming over, stealing these dinghies, bringing them back to the Oakland side of the estuary, stripping them for parts, especially taking their motors, and then at times actually sinking them into the estuary. In mid-August, half of the boats at the Alameda Community Sailing Center, which is this nonprofit for kids, half of their boats were taken in the night. At the Marina Village Yacht Club, residents talked about people who they referred to as pirates coming over in boats and scouting out their docks and threatening them. There's the Encinal Yacht Club, the Jack London Square Marina, the Outboard Motor Shop, all of them have been had stuff stolen from them in one way or the other. There were maybe a dozen, potentially even two dozen small boats or dinghies stolen in the course of like three weeks. That created a situation where the boating community was just felt like this was untenable. They were reporting these to the Alameda police or the Oakland police and didn't feel like they were getting the response that they needed, which sort of prompted them to go out vigilante style and try to retrieve the boats on their own. These guys are criminals. They shouldn't have to go over and confront them. Brock DeLapp is a former harbor master. He has been chronicling the state of the estuary for, you know, at least 10 years. There's no consequence for these cars. They've done it over and over again. So that's why the frustration right now is just built up to a crescendo. Many of these people were in their 70s and 80s too, you know, going out and trying to get back what they felt like was, you know, what what they knew was stolen property. It just seemed like it was only a matter of time before somebody gets hurt. Well, it seems like these uh, thefts are happening sort of across the board. I mean, are, are some of these anchor outs, have they also been victims uh, of these thefts? Yes, definitely. And also feel the same type of fear and feel disturbed in the same way that the boating community in Alameda does. I'm only out here because if I leave my boat out here, unattended, people are going to steal it. Amanda Veda Wynn, I met her down at the uh, Jack London Aquatic Center. She has been living out there for some period of time with her husband, and she has some animals, and she lives in a boat that uh, actually was damaged in a storm that came through last March. I have a job. I have all that. I'm, I'm, I'm like you guys, but I'm in a situation where a marina won't accept me, so... What am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to let it sit here and let someone steal it? Yeah, I mean, even if like people- Anchor outs as well feel like this is a scary place to be. This is a place that essentially resembles the Wild West. I asked another anchor out who I spent some time with if he felt like any rules applied out on the estuary. And he just um, went back into his boat and produced the machete that he showed me and was like, these are the only rules out here. Wow. I mean... That is super wild. Do we have any idea 
who is behind these thefts? Yeah, I talked to Officer Albino, who's a Marine Patrol officer with the Oakland Police Department. He's actually their only Marine Patrol officer, although they're now training more. And in Officer Albino's view, this whole issue can really be pinpointed to just two or three people who are also living in the estuary, who maybe stole a few things, weren't caught, became emboldened, and you know just proceeded to kind of go on this crime spree. It's not just him, right, who have identified uh, the two uh, culprits here. And it seems like everyone sort of knows who is behind this. So, like, what is being done about it? That's definitely a very strange part of the story is that it seemed to be a very open secret who was behind these thefts. You know, people had photos of, of folks coming in and casing the marinas or actually being in possession of stolen vessels. One individual was arrested at some point when he was discovered with, I think he was discovered with a motor that, that was not his. And, you know, the owner was able to prove that. And I think he was arrested, but then he was, you know, re- released um, soon thereafter. One thing that Officer Albino said is that since the boating community has been sort of taking matters into their own hands at times and going out and trying to uh, recover their lost or stolen goods, that that makes his uh, job a little bit harder, actually, because he's not able to make as much of a case if you know, you're not actually you know, catching somebody red-handed. How are people uh, who own boats in the estuary, people like Brock, how are they feeling about all of this? So I think for him, the thefts are the symptom of this broader disease, which is derelict vessels being parked, for lack of a better word, in the estuary. When I took over that position, there were 40 to 50 anchor outs in the estuary. I mean, it was like the water world. You know, there's this this feeling, and I guess it's a fact that some of the people who are behind these thefts are anchor outs. And so I think for him, it's just like by virtue of having people living out here, you're inviting potentially these types of situations. The waterfront should be a jewel of Oakland. People don't want to go and see a bunch of trash. I mean, you know what it's like around homeless encampments. Not everyone in the boating community blames all anchor outs for these thefts. But lately, Brock and other people in the boating community have been pushing authorities to get anchor outs out of the estuary. He's been very vocal. You know, he's um, sending emails. He's attending public meetings. He was at the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission meeting. They are this agency that is actually in charge of maintaining the health of, you know, uh, waterways in, in the Bay Area. And he's been really pushing them to to clean up the estuary. They have the ability to, you know, to find cities like Alameda or Oakland if they're not keeping the shore clean. Nuisance vessel ordinance back in March that gave them additional tools to, you know, remove these vessels from the estuary and, you know, to to put a notice out there and tell the people on the boats, like, hey, if you don't move this, like, we're going to impound your boat. I think that with this new ordinance that's been passed, Officer Albino feels like he can more confidently go out and do those types of cleanups that, that they hadn't been doing recently. 
Well, what about the anchor outs? It seems like these uh, accusations from the larger boating community are sort of, I don't know, singling them out, uh, not as victims, but as perpetrators, actually. So how are anchor outs reacting to what's happening? I think across the board, they're just like, this is bad news for us. People are identifying us as pirates. We're not pirates. We're just living out here and trying to, you know, just scrape out an existence. And we too are being targeted. And then there's also this element of it where they recognize like that there's going to be some backlash and this could very quickly lead to them waking up one morning with a notice on their boat saying that it's going to be impounded if they don't move. And then the question is, move where? working out so far, but I'm trying my best to help clear the waterway of debris. People come in here harassing us every day because we're cleaning up out of the water and they think we're throwing trash in it. I think for Amanda, I think she feels like she's being targeted and unfairly and that anything that goes wrong in the estuary is going to be eventually, you know, sort of laid at the feet of her and her friends, even if, you know, in her eyes, they're actually doing what they can to you know, to be responsible stewards of the estuary. These guys are just doing their job and I'm not mad at them and they, they, they doing what they need to do, yeah. you know, but I mean, they had a problem with RVs and what did they do for them, the city? They made RV parks for them. Mm-hmm. And why can't they do that for the waterway? What can happen next here? Like, how does this get resolved? There are a few things that remain to be seen. The Oakland Police Department says that they're training more Marine Patrol officers. The Coast Guard, which has a base actually in the middle of the estuary, it's called Coast Guard Island, um, they have been, begun deploying um, some resources around the estuary at certain times, or so they've said. And, you know, there's also this uh, nuisance vessel ordinance that I was talking about. You know, it kind of remains to be seen if that'll you know, be put to use if the, you know, the police department has resources. The San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission has another public meeting coming up on the uh, September 27th, where they'll be, you know, talking about this issue further. And then also city leaders have begun to weigh on the issue more. Well, you know, Will, it's interesting hearing the two sides of this because it reminds me a lot of the arguments we hear about homelessness, honestly. Yeah, I think I think that's true. That's part of what interested me about this story. Feels like a microcosm of so many issues that the Bay Area is grappling with more widely. Inequality and class issues and housing and homelessness and crime. And it just feels like all these issues that are so intractable are suddenly manifesting in this just little channel of water. And the fact that these two groups are literally 800 feet away from each other, looking out at each other over the water makes it feel that much more visceral to me. I sort of probably have a lot of overlapping interests too, but then there's this, you know, this real, this real tension that has grown. Well, Will, Thank you so much for uh, taking us into this this world and sharing your reporting with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Will McCarthy, a reporter with the Mercury News. This 35-minute conversation with Will was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montecilio is our senior editor. He scored this episode and added all the tape. 
The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.